0: Are now experiencing the monthly at Winifred's. Here's a full year. Here's a Kindle. Yay. We're back. Yay. Thanks for joining us for this month that is November mm-hmm. 2021. Yes. A good month. A very good month. Very good month. The best month we've had in months. <laughs> <laughs> very much. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. Exactly. Um, yes. So it's good to be here. We're still together. In person together. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes life easier for everyone. Mm -hmm. Especially in the editing room. Oh, yes. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'll just throw it to you again, I suppose. Okay. Uh, How was your month?
1: My month has been a lot more eventful. (laughs) Yes. There's been a lot more things happening this time, (laughs) other than work. Yes, life, <laughs> life things. Finally, got to go to the cinemas. Wee! Yes, start of the month, went out to see Shang Chi. Yeah, and then Eternals. Yes. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, definitely need to do a ritual rewatch of those. Yes. Um, and if you'd like to hear our spoiler-free reviews, we have talked about it over on a podcast called Fred uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yes, it was a couple of weeks ago now, but we have, yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts, um, yeah, that is the place to go. Yes. So go go listen to that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also had the opportunity to get back into ice hockey training. Hey. Last time I was out on the ice, it was March of 2020. <laughs> yep, it's been a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going out on the ice, I almost felt like Bambi. Oh. <laughs> I joke, I didn't. Everyone kept saying, it'll be like riding a bike. It was, so it's fine. <laughs> Exactly. I went out on the ice a little bit nervous Because I'm like oh no I wonder if I'm going to be able to stand out here long enough oh. <laughs> But then the first session I found out I forgot how to gear up my skates Properly <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. So I had wobbly ankles. That's no good. Not good at all no. for training. No. no, no,
1: no. No. So I made sure last time in my second training, I was like, all right, laces need to be good and tight. Mm-hmm. Need to tuck the tongue of the skate under the socks mm-hmm. so that I have stable ankles. <laughs> and it worked out better. Good. Good. <laughs> Learned from my mistake from the last time. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and yeah, so uh, uh, at the time of recording, I have had my first game of the season for Beer League, uh, which I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yes, yes.
1: It's going to be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else have we did? we caught up with Wayne. Haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, that was fun. Went out for some Italian food and chat. Oh, so good. It was, it was and great. then after that, we got to watch a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. He introduced us to planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah. That was awesome.
1: Good classic comedy. It was really, really enjoyable. Very Mm. entertaining. Um, So I, I am very grateful to have been able to watch that for the first time. But mostly because we got to see Wayne. Yeah,
0: mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> mostly, and I, I, I got my Mamma Mia pizza. So, so happy.
1: yay! <laughs> and I made a different choice. <laughs> you did, because you're a good eater. I'm the type of person who will choose and try all the things on the menu.
0: And I usually <laughs> do. I usually do, but this pizza is. My just, fa- it's my favourite pizza. It's, it's just gotten to you. It has. It's gotten right to your stomach. It's in your heart. It is literally <laughs> under my skin. I mean what can I say? <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Clogging the arteries. Um delicious. Yes. Pier, Pier seventy one Altona. Shout out to them. They are immaculate. They're awesome, yes. Yeah, they always look after us.
1: They're really good peoples.
0: Um, And then the last thing I'll mention
1: that I uh, got a chance to do was I got to catch up with my my other best friends and we had some pancakes at the Pancake Parlor, which was a really nice... uh, Nice way to meet up because it's been a long time since I've seen them in person. Yeah. But then at the same time, it was—it's also been a long time since I've had pancakes from the Pancake Parlor. Yeah,
0: I haven't had a Pancake Parlor in ages. So good. Yeah, <laughs> delicious.
1: I love their buttermilk pancakes. I, like, mm. oh. I feel like Homer since them every time. Yeah, <laughs> him for the donuts, me for the pancakes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's pretty much been my month.
0: Kendall, how has your month been? My month has been very similar to yours, Yay. considering we were at the same things for a few of th- things that you just this, mentioned. This is true. <laughs> I'm not having a good time with words right now, and <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on a podcast. I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. It's been a it's been a good month. We're out of lockdown, uh, obviously, and you know restrictions just keep on easing, which is nice. So. Um, life is returning to normal as normal can be during a pandemic. Um, but yeah, it's just been so good to go see people that I yeah. haven't seen in forever. Like that's the number one thing. Uh, that's been great. Just catching up with so many people and family as well. Um, it has been wonderful. Uh, and then, yeah, of course my, my many trips to the cinema. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been, oh, I've been to the cinema four times already in the last three weeks. Nice. So, she's pretty cool. I think it's four times or three times. I don't know. I've seen four movies in three weeks. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway, <laughs> in any event, uh, yeah, I saw uh, uh, at the beginning of November, I saw Writers of Justice, uh, which is a Danish film starring Maz Mikkelsen. That was very, very good. Uh, I highly recommend people watch that because um, it's just very entertaining. Very well written, very well performed and just this perfect blend of drama and comedy mm. um, where it's just, 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 yeah, just so much fun. <laughs> like it's a great, great film. Uh, would, yeah, definitely. If you can put up with subtitles, because obviously it's in Danish, um, I, you know, it's worth it. Um, 100%. Uh, and then, yeah, then the, we, we did the double header of Shang-Chi and Eternals in one night. Spent nearly six hours at a cinema. <laughs> so I was in my happy place, which is very nice.
1: I did the smart thing. You did separates.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I'm not smart. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, I think, I think, <laughs> well, I think my co-host is trying to tell me
1: something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. I, yeah, I was just like, I can't be, I'm no, it was a lazy decision or more, more lazy and I was excited for the experience of doing it back to back because yeah, the fact that the lockdown forced um, Shang Chi and Eternals to be at the cinemas at the same time was just a once—not a once in a lifetime opportunity, obviously. While well, pandemic might be, but but you know, seeing two Marvel films on the same day in the same yeah. cinema like is it does not happen like when they're in their first run, if you will. So I was just like, let's take advantage of this, even though I was so tired by the end. Because yeah, so yeah. it didn't help that Eternals is two and a half hours <laughs> and a lot slower paced than Shang-Chi was, yeah. which was very quick. And, you know, constantly things were, were happening. Not to say that things weren't happening in Eternals because they were. Um, but, yeah, it was a very different kind of movie. Um, so, uh, but I had a great time. Um, seeing both of them, that was so much fun. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I went back to the cinema and saw The Last Duel, uh, which is a Ridley Scott film based on historical events, um, starring uh, Jody Comer, Adam Driver, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Uh, very well-made film um, and just awesome. Again, great performances and very interesting story structure because it's the same series of events told from the perspective of three different people involved in those events um so I really liked that storytelling model they they decided to go with this kind of you know linear but not linear really um method uh it was yeah it was super effective and uh I love Jodie Comer so much I would love to marry her one day that would be nice that would be nice she's amazing uh, yeah, so that was wonderful. And then, yeah, at the time of recording, um, I, yeah, I just got back from Bendigo. So second time going to Bendigo. I we went to Bendigo a couple of weeks ago, uh, saw mum and dad, my brother, and saw their recently renovated uh, laundry and bathroom and toilet and everything. And that was just awesome. Very mind-blowing when you walk into your childhood home and it doesn't look like your childhood home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, well, half of it does, but then the other half doesn't. Um, so that's kind of trippy, uh, but I'm very happy for them. And, uh, yeah. And then yesterday I ended up in Bendigo catching up with one of my dear friends and, um, spending the day with her. Um, and then, yeah, ended up having some time. So I thought I'd stop in and see, see the folks before I headed back. Cause I may not be back to Bendigo until Christmas. I'm not sure at this point because I work in retail. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, we, we love it. We love it. Don't lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> They're English. They're English. Mm, okay. But, um, <laughs>
0: so, but yeah, that was really, really great to see mum and dad again. So, um, yeah. So, it's been a really good month. really good month so far. Um, yeah. Uh, again, at the time of recording, we'll mention that. It, there's still a little bit of time in November left. There is. Um, so, we might... You know our December episode, if we do one, uh, depending on Christmas retail scheduling, um, yeah, might have a little bit of de- of the end of November and how that was. Yes, on top of no- December, maybe.
1: Yes. Uh, the only reason why we're doing it a, a, a week earlier
0: than usual <laughs> is uh, because
1: because we're in retail. Uh, Black Friday sales are coming yeah, up. Yeah, Black Friday. Our schedules are a little all over the place. So yep. Yep. yeah, busy, busy. <laughs>
0: It's the most busiest time of the year. Yep.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. We make it work. We do. Speaking of making things work, we have a podcast. We do. To get to. Main main discussion (laughs) for this month. Uh, And it was Disney Plus Day most recently on a Friday. (laughs) Just gone. Uh, Where Disney literally was just like, look at all the awesome things we have for you now and we'll have for you very soon. Yes. Um, The big, big list of things. Uh, Full lowdown go to a podcast called Fred, um, (laughs) most recent episode, uh, to learn more. But there is one thing in particular that Folio and I really love and we're going to discuss today. Um, You want to tell them what it is? It's the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Holy cats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cats. Season two. Woo! We've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, yeah, both big Jeff Goldblum fans, of course. I mean, why why wouldn't you be? Mm-hmm. Really. Um, and we really loved the first season yes, of we this did. show. Because yeah. it's just such it's such a great like I don't know. There's such an, a childlike innocence and curiosity to him, the way he moves <laughs> through the world and uh, and reacts to his experiences. Yes. So it's it's just kind of a no brainer that Disney and National Geographic would be like, let's turn this into a show. Yes. Um, and
1: yeah and such a good idea. <laughs> it's
0: such a good idea. It's so entertaining and educational. Very. Mm.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. we learn a lot of things with mr goldblum
0: yes because he like he basically each episode if you don't know what the premise is he basically every episode he uh investigates and explores and learns about kind of mundane things yeah like you know everyday kind of aspects of humanity yeah like Um, last season they had a whole episode dedicated to genes genes the history of genes yeah, was, I like that one. That was good. There's also sneakers. Sneakers, yeah. Why it's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> sneakers are, <laughs> <it> was great. <laughs> uh, and they did uh, uh, tattoos as well. Tattoos. Which I, I liked yes. I like that episode so quite a bit. Um, yeah. So there's just yeah. So it's just like regular kind of stuff, and it just goes into the history of it a bit. The si- if there's science involved, that gets brought in, or his own life experiences relating to the topic, mm. and then you know, it's a really cool. My favorite, one of my favorite things about it is the fact that it actually shines a spotlight on so many different people from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, and their experiences and, and what they do for a living and how that connects to what Jeff is doing. Yeah. Um, which is great. So, yeah. And I kind of noticed that this season that, you know, the different, like there was a very diverse range of people he was interacting with. Yes. Every episode this season. So is very cool. Yeah. And yeah. also a lot of fun. And so much fun. Like, because, you know, on top of it, just being very informative and, and cool to look at, it's fun and funny. Yes. You'll be cackling.
1: It's a really good entertainment. Yes. Uh, yes. Pretty much similar sort of concept with Mythbusters in the terms of where they do a lot of science and maths and all that sort of stuff, but they make it fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty much it. Um Jeff is just kind of the conduit through which we learn yeah. I guess he's the we've got our jeff Goldblum our goldblumiest uh glasses on so <laughs> yes, weekend <can>, <laughs> <laughs> so we can view these episodes um yeah, so yeah, we were big fans like I said of season one, and yeah, it just felt like a no brainer to 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 just dis- to discuss at the show on our podcast and and promote it in some way hashtag not sponsored <laughs> uh, but would really like to meet. Be- um, yeah, yeah, season two. There's only five episodes, though. It's a short, ep- it's a short season. Yeah. It's a half season. Half season. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you had a good theory about why, though. I,
1: I think it's more, s- my theory is that it uh, because of the whole pandemic situation, that they were only able to uh, film just a-, a small number of them, and they could only film within the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was there any international travel last in the season 1 i can't I remember i think
1: there was yeah I'm okay i'm pretty sure there was I've, I've, um, but I've, i just can't remember where exactly
0: yeah i've forgotten it cuz i watched it either it was like at the end of 2019 or early 2020 mm. when i watched that or yeah. when we would have watched that yeah yeah so i don't remember but yeah you know you're right yeah they pretty much yeah obviously it's only during the time of filming cuz international travel is only just starting to obviously open up again yeah um yeah but that's okay because america is a very uh, very wonderful country, rich of just this plethora of information and cool things yeah, you can exactly. learn about. Um, yeah, it's so, it, and they made it work really well. They did. Yeah, it didn't even feel like the the pandemic was a thing. No, it didn't. Yeah, so it's just nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a nice escapism. Too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, let's get into our little discussion. Um, Fulia, mm-hmm. what, what was the first episode about? The first
1: episode
0: was about doggies. Doggies. <laughs> Dogs. Dogs, man's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very cool. I'm, I'm a cat person, though. I will say I am the dog person. You are the dog person. Yes, of, I am of, what? I'm glad we're fifty fifty on that. <laughs> Don't want this to become the you know the biased uh, cat podcast. Um. <laughs> so that's good. You won't get that from me. No. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not surprised to hear you that you're a dog person. Yeah. Um, did you? You must have loved this then.
1: It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Honestly, just you know watching all these different types of dogs in this episode was just the best part about it just seeing the different breeds Mm -hmm. and the way they look and the way they behave and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff it's just been it's been so good to see (laughs) yeah yeah
0: it was it was so much fun um there were some fun facts i picked up straight off that jeff listed apparently in america 63 million households have at least one dog in America. In the United States. Yeah. 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 That and makes sense. That makes sense. And they spend upwards of seventy billion dollars a year on, on their dogs. That also makes sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like family members. They are they are. No, they are. You, they, what, are they are.
0: Whether it's a dog or, or a cat or a lizard or a snake, you know, pets are your your you know, your siblings, right? Yeah. You know, you grow up with your them. children. They're your children. <laughs> your fur babies. Um and we met Jeff's dog Woody. Yeah. Um, did you notice that they were kind of color coordinated? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was very cute. He
0: was so cute. <laughs> he was like this, was it a poodle? Oh, not like, remember. It was like this big, kind of grand poodle esque thing. I don't know if it was like a cross between poodle and something else, but yeah. yeah. But it was a very, very pretty dog. It
1: was a very pretty dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My goodness, My that dog must be spoiled yeah
0: yes <laughs> yes and I, I like that we got a joke straight off the bat because like the dogs uh, he, he took the dog to a dog park and they're all interacting and stuff and and then the two dogs get a bit in you know involved friendly. a bit friendly <laughs> and then the <laughs> camera pans to Jeff and he's like this is Disney plus this is Disney plus we're, not, we're not showing this we're not doing this it's very funny um, but the first stop in the episode was uh, down in Atlanta, mm-hmm. in Georgia, um, and we got to meet the Instagram famous pooch,
1: yes, by the name of Tuna,
0: yes. <laughs> and, uh, judging by your sigh, I'm I'm imagining you're not getting the hype with Tuna. I know. <laughs>
1: I mean, I understand why they're so hyped about a dog with an overbite. Yeah, but um, I don't know that I'd go as far as to say I. It's like the cutest thing ever.
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit with you on this. <laughs> like, I can see why it, today's society, especially the like the you know millennium. Millennial, 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 millennial generation, and then whatever the new generation's called—I can't remember. It's the one after me. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> um, but like, why they're fascinated with this kind of thing? Because yeah, you know, dog, dogs have become meme worthy. I mean, we all know, you know, Doge—that that weird, weird dog, weird looking dog—and um, hmm. then you know, you have Grumpy Cat on the other side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't get it either. I didn't get it either. Mm,
1: I'm not. I'm not sure why. I mean. I, su- I kind of uh, I don't know I ha- I have no words for that dog just the fact that it looks like it's not exactly the happiest dog being well,
0: being <laughs> primed and uh, dressed and can I photographed every two seconds my god can I just let's rant about that please because <laughs> I mean I that's not exactly what the dog wants to do to be honest yeah well I mean I don't think so. We may not know either way, uh, unless yeah. the, unless the owner has you know a very good relationship with tuna and understands what he does and does not want to do. Because mm. I mean, dogs will communicate that generally when, yeah. when they have a sense of what's going on. I think, but 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 I I mean I'm kind of against putting clothes on animals. Period. I don't like this. Why do why do we have to humanize them in a yeah. way, sort of thing? Why do we have to dress them up? I mean, I understand force, force them to pose. And I
1: stuff? I understand if you're putting on like vests or stuff or like special harnesses and stuff like that for practical purposes, um, or you know, if it's oh, a, yeah. or if it's winter and you want to keep them warm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but I, I just I kind of feel sorry for the dogs when they're being forced into outfits that they don't want to be in.
0: I don't. I don't. And <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing about it in this case was that Jeff gave such a great reaction to seeing Tuna with all those feathers on him. <laughs> He reacted so wonderfully. Like, I, I, I legit la- lost my shit. Um, so funny. Which, yeah. And then it was interesting as well, the way that, like, tuna just kept barking and snarling at him.
1: Yeah, I didn't like him. Didn't like him at first. Initially, yeah. Initially,
0: I think the owner said something about him being quite territorial, I think. Mm. Maybe because he wasn't familiar with Jeff. Yeah. As, as well. The, the, <laughs> the Jeff's
1: Jeff's reaction to that. He's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. I'm turning away. I'm turning away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. It was so funny. And then yeah, the, f- the the fun fact that both Jeff and Tuna have the exact same follower account on Instagram. Or at least at the time of re- of filming. Yeah. They did 2.1 million followers. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, a cinematic icon, and Tuna. <laughs> yeah. Tuna, Tuna Tuna. I mean, look, he is cute, but yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I'm and yeah, cute. I I'm glad we're on the same page Mm. (laughs) in regards to that. um, This was, the next thing was quite interesting. Um, They went to, uh, Jeff went to uh, Long Beach and did this thing called Urban Mushing. Yeah. Uh, Which is basically kind of, you know, he was telling us about how, you know, pretty much all dogs are descended from wolves Mm. and they still have this pack instinct you know to work together as a team and all yeah. this so this urban mushing thing is you know kind of going back to the old school like you know wolves on a sled yeah sort of situation but in a contemporary setting
1: yeah i was going to say because you know california is not really known for oh no for its snow
0: no <laughs> i can i can attest to this yeah <laughs> Can attest to this. De-
1: <laughs> so they decided to take it on a more of a like on wheels.
0: Yes, yeah. So instead of a proper sled, it's yeah, it's like a like a toboggan thing on wheels. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And it yeah. was really cool to see Jeff Mushing. I know <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Just the and then just the sounds he was making. Yeah. like my fa- one of my favorite things about this show is just not not just his reactions, but what comes out of his mouth as he's yeah. reacting. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah,
1: it's so good. And yeah. just those huskies, man, they're <gasps> absolutely gorgeous. Huskies
0: are probably my f- one of my favorite dogs. I yeah,
1: think. yeah. Cause I mean, f- if I had the yard space, oh yeah, I'd. I'd have a husky. Yeah. They're beautiful.
0: Yeah. I would give up cats for a husky. husky. <laughs> we found an inn. We, we found, found an inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not even going to backtrack from that. That's correct. <laughs> that is a factual statement. Um, the next cool thing in the episode, um, Jeff goes to Santa Rosa, um, where um, this guy is like a scientist and he's like, Conducting behavioral experiments with puppies! Yay! <laughs> oh my god, the squee that came out of my mouth at the sight of these puppers. My goodness. Yeah. They were so adorable. They were very
1: cute. <gasps> uh,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is like a. It's like a. I guess the guy was like a behavioral scientist of some kind where he was just kind of running these little tests and experiments on these puppies. And, You know, not don't be put off by the words tests and experiments and puppies (laughs) in the same sentence, but it's all like just trying to figure out if the pup, the puppies understand we mean them no harm Mm. by directing them certain spots. So there's this adorable moment where uh, Jeff has to point to a cup um, and to see if the puppy will be convinced that he means him no harm and will actually go to the cup and get the treat, like whether he believes him or not. Yeah. Kind of thing. Cause you know, cause dogs and one thing I kind of learnt in this episode is that dogs are very empathetic. Yes. I they mean, are. It, I mean, it makes sense, I suppose. Um, mm. but yeah, that's kind of, cause they kind of, they are, they definitely understand humans on some level, um, uh, which is really cool. And so this was kind of an experimental way of trying to test these theories and, on these cute little puppies. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. I love puppies. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like them big and growling. I just want them little cute and just <laughs> Then then
1: you would be you would be uh, a big fan of the little teacup puppies. Because
0: they don't grow. Oh. I don't know if I'd want a teacup.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I went that a little, but like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just literally five minutes ago said, give me a husky. Yeah. <laughs> like the complete opposite. I'm yeah. contradicting myself you now. You <laughs> This is why I stick to cats. No nonsense. They come in one shape. Not all. Well, mostly. <laughs> They're generally the same size. Ah, <laughs> oh, funny. Um, Yes. The last place in the episode that jeff goes to was really cool and really interesting because he uh went to this facility um where they actually train like sniffer dogs like disaster search and rescue dogs yes yeah um so they actually have this big i thought i wrote it down where it was oh yeah santa paula in california they have this big industrial kind of zone of like you know a few hundred acres or whatever where yeah. they have like rubble buildings and stuff and crashed cars and all this just to yeah. sim- simulate the real life situation
1: they're they're um they're very prone to um hurricanes and earthquakes oh, and all yeah that sort of stuff so yeah um yes in america so in uh, to to have these rescue dogs essentially you know sniff out People who might be buried under the rubble, Mm -hmm. man, that is such a, that's an amazing thing to
0: have. It is. It's so amazing. Yeah. And it's another thing about dogs, it's just, it speaks to their empathy for humans and that they just kind of feel that, you know, they want to protect us and, you know, kind of things, why people have guard dogs or, you know. Or you know, when I was doing my delivery driving for work, and there'd be a dog involved, as soon as you walk up to the front door, it just bark, 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 bark. Yeah, loud barking. <laughs> Dogs are so super protective, as we all know. Mm. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it was so basically. Jeff had to hide in this like little tube tunnel thing under the rubble um, mm. to see if um, the dog, whose name was Victor, um, was it was hilarious find watching. Him.
1: It was hilarious watching Jeff continue on with the segment while this dog was trying to sniff him out.
0: I know. <laughs> and he's like speaking in hushed tones for some reason. I get guess, oh, guess maybe he doesn't want to like he wants the dog to find to find him naturally, I guess. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think so. But that was that was funny. Yeah. And then he was he was trying to play it for real when he got found. He's like, "Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness you found me. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I really appreciate it." <laughs> Yeah, it was good. He gets right into it. He really does. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and then then we finished the episode with um a, a shot of tuna dressed up as Jeff.
1: <laughs> okay, that was cute.
0: It was kind of cute.
1: It was cute. It was kind of cute. And, Je- and Jeff
0: seemed to appreciate it. Yeah. So. I'll I'll forgive it. Yeah. I'll forgive it. Okay, for you. What's episode two? Episode two was about dancing. Dancing. <laughs> dance, 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 dance. Um, yeah, this this was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, this one. You know what? I love his relationship with his wife.
0: Oh my god, like <laughs> romance. She's a dancer, and she she yeah, well, ballroom was, dancer. I was gonna say she looked because in the the beginning of the episode, they you know they had the two of them dancing. Like he was tap dancing in a tux by himself, and then she comes along in this beautiful gown, and they start you know you Know kind of parading around, yeah, and it's just very beautiful. But I could tell by her moves that I'm like, does she do that professionally?
1: I think so, yeah,
0: very impressive, yeah, very impressive, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, so, <laughs> they're, so, they're so lovely together, it's very cool.
1: Absolutely love them both together. Yeah. That the, the, I'd say that. She taught him to do the ballroom dancing.
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. Um, cool. Basically, I think this whole episode, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jeff spends the episode in down in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, in Georgia, um, which is a town I, sorry, a city I would really like to visit one day. Um, mostly because it's where they film a lot of the Marvel Studio movies. Ah. They have a big. have Disney has a, have a big studio uh, production team center thing down there. So. Nice. Yeah, that's you know. That's cool. That's no, cool. I need to. Yeah, I just want to go. I've got friends that live there. Ah.
1: That I have met over online. Yes. Yes. Stuff. Yes. That's. I'd cool. like to go visit them. Yeah, you should. And go see the Marvel Studio. Yes.
0: <laughs> Rub it in my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, uh, Jeff hits up the Cascade roller rink, um, yeah. at the start, which is so cool. And like, I can't skate to save my life and it pains me. <laughs> I mean, I suppose I could learn if I put the effort in, but I'm just too scared of falling over because I have, I have a bad knee, uh, and shitty ankles from all my years of netball. Mm. Um, and I just would be so scared that I'd hurt myself.
1: I would probably be scared. Similar in the sense that even though I play ice hockey and I know how to ice skate, the thing is, um, when I was growing up, I rollerbladed, not roller skated. Sure. Roller skating for me was really—it's—it's
0: um, it's a slightly diff- more difficult
1: because it's two two wheels, yeah. rather than four in in a line, yeah, which is the rollerblades. So yeah. with roller skates, I felt very unstable. <laughs> Like I couldn't, like my my feet just would not stay still. Yeah, I, my feet would be same. all over the place. Yeah, um, and so I had a hard time trying to to skate. Mm-hmm. But watching these people skate and dance at the same time, oh, it's so cool! <laughs> was so awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I want to do that too. That
0: looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, they look like they're in the time of their lives. Really, yeah. like it just—I love the way that they move and like you have these different. Either pairs or groups of people that are all in sync. A family. A family of skaters. A so family I was, of skaters. Yeah, <laughs> that was super cool, and I really liked how we got to learn a little bit of the history of the place. Like the, uh, you know, one of the the iconic skaters in this episode. She said that um, yeah, yeah basically Cascade came out of the segregation in the South. Um, roll the roller rinks that did exist at the time weren't wouldn't let African Americans in, which yeah. is which is awful. So they were like, well, we're gonna you know we're gonna make our own, basically. So Cascade was opened and became this haven for for black kids and and black men and women to come and listen to their music, yeah, which is much better than, <laughs> than white music, um, <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah and, and just kind of get down and, and meet people and stuff because yeah you really see how it kind of brings everyone together it really does yeah
1: yeah I really I really love that aspect of how it actually you know you you're you're in a place with like-minded like-minded people and mm-hmm. they're all they're all there to just enjoy themselves and just just let it all out. Just yeah. It. it
0: was like a super positive atmosphere. Like, it's not like a nightclub at all. No. Like, you know, because night, I mean, nightclubs are, you know, they can be positive and happy and stuff, but then, you know, they also come with a lot of dark things associated mm. with them. Yeah. But this place, I was just like, wow, that just looks like pure joy. It does. Yeah. It really does. Very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Um. Oh, you must love this next bit. Jeff hits up the aquarium <laughs> and gets to hang out. With Diego the sea lion,
1: yes.
0: Oh my goodness, he was a big boy.
1: Oh, he was. <laughs> they had a little chat.
0: Had a little chat. Um, <laughs> did a little dancing. Yeah. Um, they even did the moonwalk together. They did.
1: <laughs> I had a feeling that's what <laughs> that's what Jeff was gonna do.
0: <laughs> and
1: then you see, you know, you see the sea lion just like walk. Sort of waddle backwards. Waddle backwards. Oh, it was so cute.
0: It was so cute. I love I love sea lions and seals. They're just, you mm. know, they're so playful. And the way they try and mimic us and, yeah. and, uh, and stuff. And, yeah, the trainer kind of explained that that's part of their natural behavior. Like with other sea lions, they, there's a lot of mimicry involved. Yeah, because as
1: pups, they mimic the parents mm, to, to, when learn. They, to learn how to survive and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool.
0: Yeah, it's very, very cool. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. Like, I, I, when I started the episode about dance, I didn't exactly think we'd be seeing anything to do with animals. <laughs> but but life uh, finds a way. Oh. Yeah, well, <laughs> they
1: also mentioned in the episode that, you know, different types of animals and insects and all that sort of stuff, they all have their own dance, we'll mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, In terms of, you know, finding a mate or... Yeah. Trying to you know group together with other um, with other animals and all that sort of stuff. So um, you, it's really interesting to to find out that it actually exists in all parts of life.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love um, this is one of the cool examples in in you know all the episodes where because in, 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 while Jeff is narrating some stuff, sometimes they'll cut to like an animation graphics thing. Mm. That kind of you know backs up what he's saying yeah. and stuff. And this one had like kind of showed these cute animations of the different animals he was talking about. Yeah, and he even talked about that bloody, the peacock spider that's here in Australia. Yeah, that does that jumpy dance thingy <laughs> <laughs> with its colourful behind in the air. And all. Yeah, it's very cool. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it's very cool. Okay, after the sea lion experience, we got to hang out with the collab crib.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! They're a big TikTok sensation.
0: Yeah, I'm not on TikTok.
1: Are you? I recently am. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes, I haven't actually looked into their stuff though. Okay. But right. I think I, I think I should.
0: Yeah. Well, they seemed like they were just good people having a good time dancing. That's
1: essentially all it is. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a group of um, young adults coming together. To do what they love, and that's dancing. Mm -hmm. And they put on these really cool dances together um, in this this house Mm. where you can do all... Like, they have it set up in different sections of the house where they have, you know, different backgrounds or, like, decorations and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And the way that they actually come together to come up with these different... TikTok dances mm-hmm. essentially is really cool.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and it, it shows how passionate they are for, for what they do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they were just very happy to see Jeff, I think. Yeah,
1: I reckon they they were like <laughs> fangirling, fanboying as soon as he came in. I think
0: I think so, because they were just dancing up a storm immediately, all of them. And Jeff is getting right into Jeff it. Jeff wouldn't stop. No. <laughs> No, he, he was, was getting so, down with the kids. He was, he was getting down with the kids. Down with the kids. Oh my god. And then they ended up doing a TikTok dance with him. Yeah. Which was so, so funny. So it's probably on TikTok somewhere. Um somewhere, but yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. That that was a lot of fun. Um and yeah, I hope like 'Cause what they were speaking to is the fact that like, you know, the the fact that they have this platform that lets them reach so far to like spread their love of dance and hopefully yeah. it'll inspire, you know, young people and anyone to kind of, you know, you know, not maybe not just dance, but just to find their passion and go for
1: it. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Positive vibes all round. Yeah. It was really cool. Uh, and then, um, We headed over to a different part of Atlanta where we got to learn about J setting, um, which is the, uh, you know, just kind of troop style dance um, kind of born from sort of like, you know, pep rallies and cheerleading stuff. But it's, you know, something that the, the black community kind of took. And then it, as it spread and became bigger, it also got adopted by the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it's just these, you know, dance crews doing this really cool synchronized dancing with their own flair. And all of them have like matching outfits that might be slightly different because it's catering to them because it's all about being an individual within the group, I guess. Yeah. Um, which was really really cool. Um, I really I really liked that, and uh, we got to see a dance off between uh, Shade and the Dance Champs of Atlanta. And yeah, that's, that's the Champs with a Z. They were both very really cool.
1: They were really good. Yeah,
0: yeah. They yeah. got the moves. Man, they, they the moves. slayed. They absolutely slayed.
1: <laughs> absolutely. I loved slayed. it. I just yeah. loved watching the their movements, and mm-hmm. I'm like. My goodness, they move much better than what I would.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got to be very flexible and limber to pull off some of those moves. I yeah, think. definitely. Yeah, it was very impressive. Very, very. Um, so Jeff had to—he uh, had the honour of picking a winner. He had to judge. Yes, he was the judge of the dance off, and he didn't want to be the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did? <laughs> he how, didn't want to choose. How did? Yeah, how did that go? But he he, he declared was, it a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if i had been in his position, I probably couldn't have chosen either because they were both equally as good as the other. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen more because we only get to see them perform one choreographed piece per team. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess because of, you know, cut for time maybe. That's, yeah, that, probably. That's probably what we got. But um, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, and then I had a, I actually had a note of... Um, <laughs> uh, Jeff's gibberish when he dances because he kind of and it kind of speaks to what I said before about how he like makes noises when he just in general when he's reacting when he's dancing he he makes these like weird like scat kind of sounds he does Like he's making the music and he's trying to get it yeah. out. So he's like, he's dancing to his own beat, literally. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. He's so adorable. And then he got emotional at the end. He did. He did. Cause mm-hmm. he was, yeah. Cause you know, he was just kind of having a, I think he just had an epiphany of like, we've been in this pandemic for over a year and, uh, and this is kind of, you know, he's getting back to it. And it's like, you know, but all we really want is to be with each other. Yeah. Like, as a, as a people. And he, he started crying. And I was like, oh, my God. I know. It made me emotional. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't cry. Don't cry. Episode three. Yay. Episode three. What was it? Magic. <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs> it was magic. All about magic and different kinds of magic, Um, you know. The different ways people perceive it, whether it's your street magicians or your, you know, Las Vegas entertainers, or even just you know a Wiccan coven, you know, all these different aspects yeah. kind of throw in. Magic kind of has this huge umbrella. It really does. It's yeah. a very
1: mysterious element in life.
0: It is, it's one that I really like. Yeah, um, I've always been drawn to it. Um, uh, we start the episode in Pan Pacific Park in Los Angeles. With some street magic and sleight of hand going on. My goodness, man! <laughs> I
1: can't do that sort of stuff oh. I, I, look. I'll watch and be. I'd be so confused, just watching it. Oh yeah, um, like even even watching the episode, I was <laughs> I was just staring at it, thinking, um, "Excuse me, what? Just yeah, happened? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry. Like I could get. I think I could kind of guess how because this this the artist he did this one. One trick where he lit a bit of paper on fire and turned it into money. Um, and I can kind of see how he pulled that off. Because, you know, he clearly had the money up his sleeve or something. Or like, mm. you know, in his hand ready to unveil. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the fire is just a means of distraction. Yeah. I, um, so that I kind of got. But then the one trick he did that I couldn't get my head around was he drew six crosses, six X's in his palm. Yeah and rubbed them off and pretended to flick them all to all the people there. And then on the count of three or whatever, they all opened their hands and all of them had an X there. Yeah. That? How I'm do you do that? Like, yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> How that, do you not feel something drawn yeah, on your hand? Like that has, for me, that, that, I can't explain that trick any other way than, you know, uh, there's a behind the scenes Thing about you know, in between takes, he's going around, and because like with the cameras there, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know for sure, but but we don't know whether the reactions
1: of the people that were there involved in it was true or not.
0: Seemed true. I loved.
1: It looked like it looked very convincing. Well, yeah,
0: because when the money thing happened, they all lost their shit. Some of them even walked away. They were yeah. so they were so blown away by it, literally blown away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but it was that was really cool, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then somewhere in Los Angeles, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum goes and meets up with uh, the very famous duo of Penn and Teller. Yes, uh, I love those guys. Man,
1: I've only seen like a few episodes of their show, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's pretty much them trying to see how much. Other magicians can blow their minds.
0: Yeah, fool us, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good show.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting concept for a show, um, especially because they're professional illusionists, mm-hmm. and I really love that because they're like, "We're gonna give you a chance to blow our minds. Go for it." Yeah. <laughs> but if we can pick it, then you haven't yeah. blown our minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very
0: which clever. is really interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and they uh, they come in and they show um, that first of all, we I keep forgetting which one's which.
0: are uh, I I'm pretty sure Penn's the one that talks and Teller's the one that doesn't. Doesn't right. let me confirm <laughs> this. Let's let's just double check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pen is the one that talks. I was right. Yeah. And Teller is the one that does not.
1: All right. Cool. Yes. So they have a little discussion with because he's the only one that will talk between the two yes it's part of the act <laughs> part of the act um about you know magic and illusions and all that sort of stuff and it was really really interesting and very mm-hmm. captivating mm-hmm. then they showed jeff a magic with a grapefruit
0: yes that has a card in it yes yeah, somehow somehow how yeah. how how i d- That blew my mind. I literally, in my notes, (laughs) I wrote, can't trick how, exclamation point, question mark.
1: They are absolute
0: professionals. Yeah, I can't explain that because, like, just, you know, on first glance, really, because Penn's juggling these three grapefruits that have different movies that Jeff Goldblum's been in, and Jeff has to pick a film eventually, but then he also has to pick a colour and pick a suit and pick a number and all this so we get his card right. And then he picks Jurassic Park, of course And then, uh, yeah And then Teller, you know Starts cutting open all the grapefruits And then when he gets to the Jurassic Park one There's a fucking card on the inside Of this grapefruit That hasn't been peeled That appears to be intact Yeah The fuck (laughs) Blew my mind I was like, how do you do that? Yeah I mean, I don't want to Part of me wants to know and part of me doesn't want to know I always want to know cuz I like well, I like the illusion. I mean that's why you like mythbusters so much. Cuz yeah, you, you want to know.
1: I want to know how it works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> you need to know. Um and and then Penn & Teller kind of explain how what they what kind of separates them I think from other illusionists and other magicians is the fact that they're honest about the fact that they lie to you. Yeah. Like they don't they don't try and insult people by making them think certain things yeah. you know they kind of uh, you know give it to give it to them straight up saying you know we're, we're gonna fool you look we just fooled you you know kind of thing yeah you know, yeah uh which i think is is cool and this is how we get them involved with what happens next
1: yeah which um they come across a uh so jeff gets to speak to a, a couple of scientists mm-hmm. who uh study magic Mm-hmm. And so what they've decided to do is to watch the behavior of the eyes um, of where the eyes are looking when they're when someone's watching a magic trick happen before them. Yeah, which is really cool mm-hmm. um, And so then they get pen and Teller to do another magic trick involving the the classic ball and cups. yes. Um, and it's a very entertaining trick. It's, it's great. so much fun to yeah. watch. Um, and so it's pretty much tracing. So, he, so uh, they get um, Jeff to wear these glasses mm-hmm. that have cameras that trace the movement of his eyes so that while the magic is going, they're like, okay. Uh, they're monitoring where the eyes are going. Mm-hmm. Then... They go once the trick was completed, they then revealed how they did the trick
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with the glasses still on. Yeah, so it was still tracking his eyes. And even though he was seeing how the trick worked, his eyes were still getting distracted by other things, Mm -hmm. which was really interesting for me. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. That for me is so cool. Yeah. Just being like, wow! Even though it's getting explained to us, we're still getting distracted by how other things are like with the distractions rather than the actual thing that's happening. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, it's so
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the one thing I didn't realize when I was younger is that these these tricks, like the like what we see in this episode, are they uh, you know are all reliant upon these distractions that are done as the sleight of hand is being performed. Yeah. Um, and I was watching, watching them with my mouth agape yeah. <laughs> as they're doing the ball, the cup. Cause like it's, you know, it moves it from different ones. Suddenly there's three balls. Suddenly there's bigger balls going on. Yeah. I'm saying balls too much, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the way it's just all done and orchestrated to the point where, when you get to see it kind of, played out and explained for one pen doesn't breathe when he speaks no he (laughs) doesn't he just bam goes for it doesn't stop but then he's explaining it as they're doing it um and they're but they're still doing it at the same speed even though you can see through the cups i was still like nah i'm confused yeah (laughs) I'm, i'm still i was still falling for it I, I kind of
1: understood. So I okay. I when they started explaining it with the clear cups, yeah. I was like, "Oh, oh, so like I was starting to put together how it was all working, but again, like you said, they were going at the same pace as the original magic trick. Yeah, the of original illusion. Yeah. That sometimes you do get distracted the moment <clears throat> they start doing the juggling.
0: That's yeah, where the that's,
1: distraction happens. That's, that's the big distraction.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you realize, oh, they've changed the ball. What happened? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so that's why I I love it when these, like, magic tricks are explained. Like, there was this show originally, um, and I've forgotten the name of it, but it was about this mysterious magician that wears a mask. Okay. And you would see the trick happen before you. Mm-hmm. And then once the trick was complete, then they'll go back and do it again, but they'll actually show you how it was done.
0: Right. Which
1: was really cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool.
1: Yeah. Um... It, it was like back in the '90s okay. when they did this, and that yeah. was like my favorite magic show. Oh, cool! <laughs> that I would watch because nice. I was so curious about how it all worked and all that sort of okay. stuff. Okay,
0: well, if you can remember what it was, let me know.
1: Yeah. Oh man, if I can, if I bring it, if I find it somehow, I I will send it to you and please. Yeah,
0: I would like because it sounds like something I probably would have watched as well. I probably. Just, I just cannot remember. Yeah, cannot remember. <laughs> um, but yes, Penn and Teller, fantastic, definitely. I uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, and then, <laughs> there was this part just before he, when Jeff was introing the next part, he started speaking tel- telepathically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's literally just him staring at the camera, and he's like voiceover with this like effect on on it. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> He's like, I am speaking to you telepathically. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. Um, Because, yeah, this is the part of the episode where we get into more of the, um, you know, the mystical, I suppose, side of it. Like the more real world side of uh, people who practice, you know, practice witchcraft. But like, not as the movies tell it, but obviously as... You know, the the religion of Wicca and and their practices with some, you know, clearly some, um, you know, supernatural elements thrown in because there was this one scene where um, uh, one of the witches actually appeared to contact Jeff's relatives. Yeah. Which was interesting. Um, yeah. What do you think about that stuff? Are you, are you more of a scientific mind? Like, did you think that was real, what, what we saw? I don't know
1: what was real and what wasn't. Okay. So for me, I'm kind of on the skeptical side. Sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. That I'm I'm not I'm not going out there saying nah that stuff's bogus. I'm that's not me. Mm-hmm. I, I I think my brain, being the scientific side, would want to know how that's working. Mm-hmm. So for me. I'm unless I I need some some form of proof of how it's happening. Like, is it is there like something going on in the brain that's causing them to have these type of like visions or you know talking to you know the deceased? Mm. Um, So yeah, like I'm not dissing it, no, but I'm also not at the believing side either so i'm kind of in the in the middle, in the middle. yeah
0: i'm kind of the same as well um like i'm i kind of have a you know i'm scientific mind as well like you know and all scientists search for you know proof physical evidence of some kind uh regardless you know um and, you know, because it's hard to physically kind of prove mm. the paranormal um, in some cases, you know, I, it kind of puts me on the fence. Because I don't really want to write it out altogether. Yeah. Um, because there's no proof either way. No. Right? You know. Um, so, and sometimes these, you know, mediums can be very, they can be very vague. Like, like the lady was really cool. And what she did was really interesting but she also was speaking very generically. Yeah. She's just talking about how Jeff's father and, you know, his family is proud of of what a great dad he is. Yeah. I'm like that's very generic. Yeah. Right? You could say that to a lot of people. Mm. Um, but it was still I don't know, it was there was something about it that was still kind of truthful just especially based on the way Jeff reacts to what she says like he got so emotional he did again yeah like twice the season (laughs) she's seen him cry a little bit um because yeah obviously he I mean we kind of as the show one of the other cool things about the show is that as you go through it you really get a sense of how much he is proud of his roots and proud of his family yeah um and how much he loves them you know because there's always not just, you know, footage of his wife and kids now, but there's also all this footage of him as a teenager and as a kid and, and, and you know, stuff with his mum and his mm. dad and all that stuff and lots of photos. And, and that's really, really cool that he's comfortable with sharing that. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But it's really nice that he's like, oh, look at my family, guys. <laughs> look at us go. Um, So it's really sweet. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to believe in that stuff, though. I do because... You know, that also kind of would indicate to me that if that stuff's real, then there must be life after death in some way. And I, that, I, you know, if there isn't, then, well, that sucks, um, hmm. in my opinion. Um, but um, so that's kind of why I like to, I'm kind of drawn to this stuff. But then because I also, I need facts, I need proof. It's like yeah. sitting on the fence. Yeah, so. Quite, quite pointedly on the mm. fence. But it's still really fascinating. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, the three witches were, were really lovely. Mm. Um, interesting interesting people. And it, I I really like the fact that um obviously Jeff Goldblum's a very open-minded man that he was willing to not just take in street magic and Pennantella, but also go and explore this side of it. Yeah. You know, definitely this practicing kind of, you know, earthly kind of way Mm. that magic is explored yeah very very cool oh and then that that also reminded me of um you know one of my favorite parts of the first Thor movie where you know Jane and Thor are talking about you know uh like Jane's talking about her science uh and then and physics and everything and Thor's talking about how you know the bifrost works and all of this stuff and then you know and but then they kind of come to this impasse of like well You know, magic is just science we don't understand yet. Yeah. You know, Um, it's very, very cool. Um, So next we go to Santa Fe Springs um, to meet up with Zach King, an illusionist, who is a guy that I imagine you'd get along well with because he seems to incorporate, you know, illusion trickery with like, you know, the visual medium, you know, and putting things you know, on film. Like, he has a love of filmmaking as well as a love for, you know, tricking people, like, f- playing with the eye a bit. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of forced perspective stuff going on. I have seen his videos oh.
1: everywhere. Yeah? They're so good. Oh, really? He's gotten to the point where he actually is hired to make commercials.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Very like,
1: successful. he made commercials with Kellogg's, yep. um, with Tic Tac as well it's so good Holy like crap. i absolutely love the forced perspective illusions
0: yeah they're very clever
1: i've tried doing it myself it is hard to do is it it's very hard to do and like you need to know um, like you need to figure out how like how far away you need to be from a camera if you're going to be doing size type things um, you need to make sure you know that certain things are done right so that it looks like something else to the eye. Um, And especially from through a camera lens perspective, Mm -hmm. you can do so much with it. Mm -hmm. The stuff that Zach does is so creative and so out of this world. I am in awe of his work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you (laughs) might be.
1: (laughs) The moment Jeff went to see him, And they met and I'm like,
0: oh, my God, it's him. So you know who he was before this? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I've seen his stuff
1: on YouTube. It's so good. Oh,
0: awesome. And he's all over TikTok, uh, of course. Yeah. So it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So for the second time in the season, Jeff got to be in another TikTok video. Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, Which was really cute and funny. Now Um, I need to find him on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> just keep going keep scrolling until you find him um yeah it was really cute because like you know they made um um like zach had painted himself up as if he were an actual painting yeah and they you know put him he put himself inside a frame that made it because the way the camera was positioned it made it look like he was it was 2d it was 2d and it literally if you look at it like in a certain Light or a certain for a certain time, it actually the the illusion takes over and yeah, it's t- he's two D yeah, and it's very very cool. Um, and then yeah, Jeff's playing this painter who's trying to paint him, and the painting keeps moving to grab things and stuff. And he paints him out. And he paints him
1: out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he paints out the apple. And he- <laughs>
0: and jeff's making noises when he's painting too he's like doing that Oh, so well
1: funny. he's not speaking but he's got to make some form of audible noise
0: yeah because like you know zach says to him like he's mumbling we're gonna get you acting or whatever and, you know he's like i'm gonna act and then and then zach's just like oh there are no lines <laughs> and then jeff's just like not deterred he's just like if something comes to mind <laughs> yeah
1: I might ad lib.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. yeah. It was,
1: it's a really good episode. And yes, yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed the fact that they ended it with, um, with that. With Zach. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Very cool. I'm going to have to look him up. Yeah. <laughs> Trust
1: me. <laughs> the moment you see them, you'll know.
0: <laughs> <gasps> it's very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Episode four was fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. (laughs) Fireworks in the sky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Apparently, um, according to Jeff Goldblum, um, one billion dollars is spent per year in the U.S. alone on fireworks. That makes sense. Yeah. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. They love their fireworks over there so much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We only ever we only ever spend that much for New Year's.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Really, yeah, they just whatever yeah that, that all the all our firework budget just goes to lighting up the Sydney Opera House and that's it. yeah,
1: pretty much. That's how
0: we roll down under? And <laughs> so <laughs> we roll um, basically Jeff's trying to explain, I guess in this episode, as he does with most episodes, it's just why humans are drawn to this why we like this why we enjoy this yeah um and goes into a bit of the science of it apparently it's something to do with um dopamine being released in our brains that gives us a nice feeling um when we're looking at you know fire or 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 fireworks and there's this like mix between fear and pleasure going on yeah it's like you know because we're we're like Scared of it because you, you know, millions of well, not millions of years, but tens of thousands of years ago, when humans were first, you know, becoming a thing, you know, and we found fire, we were scared of it. Yeah. You know, apparently. Um, and then you know we learned to tame it and and you know use it for our yeah own good kind of thing and uh and that's part of what fire I think the joy of fireworks is is the fact it's explosions. That we can control and and make into beautiful things.
1: Yeah, different patterns of light. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Different patterns of light. Um, yeah, so there's this like cute scene where Jeff kind of, he's in a fireworks store, um, you know, just looking at everything and, and then he's with the family at night that they launch this big thing on this table and it just like, probably like three, four meters away. They're all just standing around looking at it. I'm like, wouldn't you want to stand further away? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean... I'm... You know what surprised me the most? The fact that they have a fireworks store.
0: Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me.
1: Because <laughs> it's illegal to sell it here in Australia. Yeah. No. Unless you're in Canberra.
0: Yeah, apparently, yeah. Fireworks are legal. And it's
1: fine in Canberra. In the
0: capital, it's, it's okay. fine. You can go there. Yeah, don't worry about you it. You can't buy it anywhere else. No. <laughs> go to Canberra, come back. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Americans love their fireworks. They, yeah, they literally have firework warehouses and places mm. like that you can go to. Yeah. It's insane. Insane. Um, and then uh, we head to the uh, San Bernardino Valley uh, where Jeff, I love this. This is such a Jeff Goldblum thing. They get to the gate and he gets out and he reads the sign about like, you know, you know, you have uh, you need clearance to get in, blah, blah, blah. It's all official. And he corrects the grammar on the <laughs> side. Because <laughs> there is literally a comma where it shouldn't be. And, my God, Wayne, if you're listening, it made me think of you. Um,
1: <laughs> made me think of him too.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, we love you, Wayne. Um, but it was so funny. He he scri- pretended to, like, cross out the comma, and then he, like, added in an extra sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Just writing
1: on this sign with a text on I know,
0: I was just like, are you sure? I know you're Jeff Goldblum, but... <laughs> are you allowed to do that? <laughs> you allowed to do that? Well, I suppose he's got Disney money behind him, so... so... <laughs> the power of Disney. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we're, we're uh, introduced um, to um, the Pyro Spectaculars, uh, uh, this group of... Men that work in this munitions storage depot. Yeah. Um, so, and what was the name of the family? They had a, na- a name and I i can't find it. Sousa, the Sousa family run this business and have for, for apparently a hundred years, uh, they've been in the fireworks game, um, which is really cool. And yeah, Jeff kind of gets nervous about the fireworks. In this yeah, because he's surrounded by it in this bunker. Yeah. <laughs> Explosives. <laughs> A lot of explosives. Explosives everywhere. (laughs) Or as the series is called, explosive entertainment. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which is what it is. But I found it really interesting, and I didn't know this, but I suppose it makes sense, is the fact that they actually use certain equipment that the military also use to launch these things. Yeah. Because they're essentially like, you know, torpedoes and missiles going up into the air. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So they use the same shell casings and mortars to, like launch them and stuff and it's like whoa that's it's intense very very intense <laughs> but also very cool that you know thanks to modern technology they can actually design beforehand on the computer yeah
1: um that for me is like how is that even possible yeah like how do you get from what's on the computer to what's in what's been blown up in the air yeah it's it's mind blowing for me
0: (laughs) is a a little bit yeah yeah yeah, it's just really it's really trippy how they can figure that out Mm. and stuff and the other thing is like for me it's how they get all the different shapes and stuff because there's you know 10 you know dozens of different different designs and shapes that they can make with these explosions and and you know and colors and all this. It's very impressive. It's,
1: it's its very impressive. It's also scary how creative they can be with the explosives.
0: <laughs> hey, they're using it for good. They're using it for good. This is true. It's, it's all it's all entertainment. <laughs> it's all entertainment. Uh, and then we learned that apparently um, it was in 200 BC in China where... Um, I believe it was China where um, uh, yeah, uh, fireworks originated something to do with uh, the bamboo catching on fire um, that would cause this reaction and I think the invention of gunpowder also came out of that um, l- hundreds of years later but they used to use the, ba- the fire their primitive fireworks as a way to banish evil spirits apparently
1: yeah that doesn't surprise me because yeah. um, they use it a lot in Chinese culture.
0: Yeah, yeah. Huge, they use
1: fireworks in a lot of Chinese culture and China. and and in their celebrations and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so yeah It make, it makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is very cool. Um, blah 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 blah. What else do we have here? Oh yeah, this is fun. When so when when Jeff gets shown, you know, the computer of, you know, how they design and map out these displays that they do, these shows they mm. do. They put a musical element into it. Yes, and so they asked Jeff to to uh, noodle, as he calls it, <laughs> noodle away on the keyboard. Yeah, um, and he just starts jamming. I love that he can do that. I know it's so impressive. Like just out of nowhere, he's just you know starts playing, and it's, and it's like very uh,
1: jazz like.
0: Yeah, we well, are yeah, he a jazz musician. Jazz musician, yeah yeah yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I I love that. Yeah, it's I so cool. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> He helped design the fireworks entertainment.
0: He did. <laughs> he did, and it was really, really awesome. Um, but before we get to the reveal of that, there, uh, the next place he visits is in Sacramento. He goes to the Intel Group's facility. They have this airfield. They called it where they have hundreds upon hundreds of drones. Yes. because um, this is the this is kind of the new the next wave the next phase of like. Uh, firework displays may be a safer way because obviously fireworks, as amazing and beautiful as they are, accidents happen. Um,
1: accidents happen. Accidents
0: happen. And drones, I suppose, are a lot less likely to, you know, um, explode in your face. I guess,
1: uh, unless you have tech issues. Well, but that's a different story. That's
0: that's that's for a different podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the drone light show. What did you think?
1: I love that concept. Yeah. Um, the fact that uh Tokyo used that as part of their opening and closing ceremonies oh, they, they as well, did, didn't they? Um, you know, just to, to sort of show off the amount of technology knowledge they have, of course, which is insanely good. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they went to to Intel. Um, To show off these different, like, these light shows that you can do with drones. It's actually really cool. Because you can get real cool 3D effects with them. Yeah. And really amazing movements. It's almost like having a hologram in the sky.
0: It is a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's so cool.
0: Yeah, it was very cool. I was very impressed by the the, uh, jellyfish in the sky that they made. That was... That was very So that's
1: all it all comes down to programming. Yes. It all comes down to the programming of um of whatever the software is they use to get these drones to move in certain ways into certain positions Mm -hmm. so that it works the way they want it to, to make those shapes in the sky. And it's so good. I I love that. And the fact they can all do it from just one like computer, essentially. Rather than having multiple, like one for each drone, it's all of the drones in, one, in yeah, one computer, one computer, one control panel, and I'm just like, That's crazy, that's insane! Yeah, 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 so insane.
0: Mm. This is very, very cool. Um, oh, and then this was my favorite part of the episode, of course. Um, uh, Jeff heads out into the Chiricahua Mountains in Arizona, um, with the astronaut John Harrington, um, and kind of get a look at. I suppose, nature's own fireworks.
1: Yeah, the stars. The
0: stars in the sky. My goodness, yeah. I, I loved. Imagine having to go out
1: to the darkest, most highest point in wherever you are just so that you can see a clear sky full of stars. See the galaxy with your eyes. Yeah,
0: you can see the Milky Way if you go to certain. Yeah, it's dark enough, Yeah, remote enough. Yeah. It's amazing. That
1: would be an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, man, I would love to do that.
0: Yeah, same, same. I would love to <laughs> just go somewhere in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and just look at look up for a good hour or two. Yeah, it would be really nice.
1: It was so pretty, yeah. and I, I feel like it would have been like dead quiet as well. Oh,
0: I imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine so. But it was really cool hearing the way John Harrington talked about his experience in space. Mm. And, um, you know, that kind of universal thing that a lot of astronauts say is the whole, like, you feel so small because you're really, for the first time in your life, you're getting a true glimpse of just how insignificant we are. Because you're, you're above the entire of us, Right. We're down here. They're up there, and then you're looking beyond yeah. our planet and seeing the infinite. Yeah, it's, it's fucking woof. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Just, yeah, just the way that you
1: explained that, the way that he explained it in the show, my mind was just like, holy crap! Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: is. It is. We are. But tiny. you don't really,
1: you don't really realize it unless you are one of those astronauts well yeah you you don't
0: yeah because you don't get that you don't get that experience no no that's that changes you yeah oh man yeah i would love i would love that
1: just the opportunity to just go up and see beyond yeah beyond our planet earth
0: yeah well you know if we become best mates with jeff bezos we may get or elon musk or elon musk Or Richard Branson, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're clo- they're closer to, to the
1: stars than we are at we'll the get, moment. Yeah,
0: we'll get them to get them to shout us a, a one million dollar or ten million dollar ticket, however much it costs to go hey, up. Hey, if
1: William Shatner can go up into space,
0: <laughs> you know what he said when he came back down? He was like, "Everyone needs to do this." I'm like, "Everyone cannot afford this." No, <laughs>
1: we're not you.
0: <laughs> it's because you're Captain Kirk. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was just wonderful. Mm. Um, and then they kind of brought that back to what we like about fireworks is this sense of awe and wonder. yeah like, you know experiencing things that just feel and seem a lot bigger than us. Yes, I guess
1: very true. And yeah. then they ended the episode with um, what they were uh, planning on uh, on the computers with these little jam sessions yeah. on the piano. And him and his family got to see the whole production of his little jam session. Yeah. Which was really amazing.
0: It was very cool. Yeah. They were in the Lucerne Valley in the Mojave Desert um, for that. And, yeah, just, oh, yeah. It looked, it looked really cool. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. And the music was great. And yeah. Just, very entertaining. Yeah. And just watching their reactions to it. Like, the kids loved it. They all loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very special. <laughs> very very special. <laughs> All right, Fulia, we got one more episode to discuss before we get on out of here. Um, what was this one about? Mm. <laughs> there it is. I'm like, I was watching this episode going, Fulia is going to be hating this. <laughs> Jeff has betrayed her. Uh, he really has.
1: <laughs> it's about monsters.
0: Monsters. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look! There's a lot to love in this episode.
1: There were there were a few things that um, really did capture my attention, I, and I was entertained by and very uh, intrigued by the the facts that Jeff brought to the table. Yes, essentially, exactly. Um, especially when it came down to you know the the special effects, um, makeup, and the masks and stuff like that. That they're actually really cool the way that they were made. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know about there was, there was certain parts of this particular episode I did not like. I was very anxious. Tell him, Kendall. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, the episode starts with Jeff in uh, this amazing place called Immortal Masks in San Dimas, California, mm-hmm. where Bill and Ted are from. Whoa. Um, and basically, all these masks that are made in this place are just. They're, they're, they could be used in movies, really. Yeah. Like, the only thing missing is that not all of them ha- let you have the ability of using your chin and your, your, like, speaking. Yeah. You can't, not all of them let you speak properly in them, um, sort of thing. But other than that, they look so good.
1: Yeah, they really do.
0: Like, Hollywood quality good. Like, yeah. I was very impressed with all these different masks and, yeah, just the detail on them. It was, mm. it was crazy. Yeah. It was really cool. Apparently, according to Jeff, our mate Jeff, uh, eight billion dollars uh, are spent in, just in America every Halloween. Not surprised. Again, not surprised. No. <laughs> <laughs> they love the spookies. They love the spooky season so much that it spread to the rest of the world. Yeah, um, that's for sure. We're starting to really go for it down under. Um, but I, you know, I love. I mean, I love all things spooky, as you know, Julia. <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> the spookier, the better. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, but then after that, after the masks, we go to Grizzly Creek in North California, um, and we learn about some kind of uh, urban mythical monsters such yeah. as such as Bigfoot and the Yeti and the Loch Ness Monster and mm. yeah.
1: I've been to Loch Ness. I was on. Loch Ness. Yeah. No monster. (laughs) No monster that you saw. No, not that I saw, but the myth does live there um, because they sell plushies of the Loch Ness monster in the souvenir stores. Of (laughs)
0: course. Of course they do.
1: They've got souvenirs that you can get at the gift shops in Scotland. That's that's great.
0: That's awesome. Um, So, okay, so I feel like these kind of creatures... You know, Sasquatch and the Yeti and Bigfoot, Loch Ness, they kind of speak to what we were talking about earlier, I think, with the believing in the, uh, you know, the paranormal side yeah, of, of, yeah. of magic. Um, because it's like, we don't know for sure yeah. if these creatures actually exist, but there seems to be different kinds of proof. I mean, mm. debatable. Yeah. But, you know.
1: Like, in this in this particular episode, they... They have actually found some form of, like, physical evidence. Yeah. Which is interesting because you're like, but is it really? It could be something else. Like, it could be, like, a different type of animal that's just making these type of... That we've never discovered.
0: Maybe. But... Well, that's that's kind of what they're theorizing yeah. that, that Bigfoot is. But... Yeah, I don't, but I, I, I don't know. Like, the, maybe the footprints could be... They could probably easily be manufactured. Yeah, it could be. But but we don't know. But we don't know for sure. And it's, you know, it causes quite a stir yeah. in, in North America.
1: And I think in in this instance, this is where my brain is like, I don't think they I oh, so
0: you're more of a skeptic in this? I'm
1: more of a skeptic for this stuff than I am with the witchcraft stuff.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
1: Um, so for me, I was just looking at it I, as I was watching it. I'm just like, I, you can believe what you want, but no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it doesn't exist in my mind.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's, that is fair. Mm. That, is, that is totally fair. I don't blame you. I'm probably again, similar to you, but I think I'm still on the, on the fence Yeah, as to whether or not I believe or not, but I think I'm, I would be more likely to believe in in, you know, contacting the dead than um, Bigfoot. Yeah. But, I'm um, yeah, either way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I really like the fact that there are people that devote their lives to this kind of thing. Um, and, the, you know, the hunters, the, the monster hunters that we meet in this episode were really interesting and very passionate people. Yeah. Which was cool. Um, but after this, where did we go? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Before we even move on from that, I forgot. So, one of the things... They do, in order to try and lure out Bigfoot, Um, they leave bait, and they have, they reckon they have this kind of pheromone thing that they release into the air to attract it. But then they also do a call. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) And boy, oh boy, does Jeff Goldblum know how to do a Bigfoot Oh, my God. Did I not stop laughing? (laughs) It was literally this high-pitched, like, cooey sort of thing with, like, Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot. Hey, Bigfoot.
1: He did not want to give it his all in there. And he really didn't. Like I, if it's real, I don't want to bring it out. But if it's not, I don't want to make myself look like a fool.
0: Um, <laughs> maybe I think it was just being Jeff Jeff Goldblumy. Yeah, you know bloomy. He's Goldbloomiest mm-hmm. This is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, oh, and then then the um, <laughs> I actually really liked. <laughs> uh, uh. I, Tom Cruise got brought up
1: Oh yeah <laughs>
0: And then he was like do "You Do you know how like big Tom Cruise is in real life And they were like no And they're like he's like a Keebler elf <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's small <laughs> <laughs> Little man a Little man Oh man that made me laugh So much Um Gosh. Um. Then we also learnt that monsters. The word monster comes from I think it was the Latin word monere. I think so. I think that's what it was, uh, which means to show or to forewarn. Because they kind of went into detail of like how monsters, you know, these real world quote unquote monsters can, you know, kind of maybe could be warning us about certain things or teaching us certain things, and then you know we get kind of how how they do that in movies with movie monsters um i love the the kind of graphics they use to explain that about how um you know especially with like godzilla coming out of the the atomic bomb testing in the Mm. 50s sort of thing uh and so on and so forth i thought that was really interesting um but this was my favorite part of the episode which was the next part um or maybe second favorite part or maybe equal first favorite part because it This was a good episode for me. Um, But the next part, we actually head to Berkeley and we get to hang out with the legendary um, artist that is Phil Tippett. Uh, Two-time Oscar-winning Phil Tippett, who um, helped to bring uh, some of the dinosaurs on Jurassic Park to life with Stan Winston and his team. Um, A lot of the practical effects. He's very good at moulding through clay these different creatures um for for visual effects and movies and television and stuff and he was a bit of a funny guy too because like jeff walks in and literally the first thing phil says is like what are you doing here <laughs> like he was confused or something. yeah <laughs> it was it, it, it was funny um and then um yeah they try and get jeff to come up with something that Phil can mold based on what he says, and then he's just like, "How do you feel about your mother?"
1: <laughs> it's like, "Well,"
0: uh... <laughs> but I thought it was funny cause, and the kind of sad because it's like, "Well, Jeff loves his mother. We all know this, mm. you know. So how is he going to make a monster out of his mum?" But he found a way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then he, he drew it out, and then he showed it to Phil, and then Phil just goes deadpan, "That's horrible." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh so much um and then there was like i should have written down the whole thing of what he said but then he made this like pickle jar analogy in terms of like fear and being scared and stuff and just the way he delivered it was <laughs> was very funny <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny um do you have any any uh memories of the phil Tippett? part of the episode
1: the only thing i remember is about the sculptures and how it turned out yeah which was interesting
0: which was interesting but like it was it was kind of cool like the way he was able to mold mold it based on the drawing Mm. and kind of bring it to life in a three-dimensional way yeah yeah it was cool Mm. that was cool and then our last stop Fulia's favorite part of the episode Not. really. Re- no, I've heard, she No, she messaged me when she watched it. Not. She was like it's shush. <laughs> Lies. Lies and slander. <laughs> it's all the front people. No. She she actually really loves this stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, this is the part of the episode where I was I was feeling for her quite a bit <laughs> because I was like, "Jeffrey, <laughs> why are we doing a haunted house?" Fulia is going to be watching this. Did you not think? Anyway. I
1: wait. didn't think. But I still watched it.
0: And how did you go?
1: Ah, uh, My heart was in my throat. Because <laughs> I'm like, even though I'm not experiencing it, yeah. I look at that and I'm like, how do people go through that and come out of it having had fun?
0: Well, it's like they explain in the episode. It's like, apparently the same chemicals are released. There's like this type of adrenaline and... Uh, I think it was oxytocin is released when you're experiencing fear it's also released when you experience love.
1: Yes, this is
0: true yeah so we have a very similar reaction we get a rush. so I think that's why people like doing scary things like you know doing going to theme parks and doing scary rides and going climbing up high doing that stuff as well as going through a haunted house like it gives you that rush of like Ooh.
1: I would rather go on a roller coaster than go through that haunted house.
0: I'm the exact opposite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the rush of a roller coaster, not the rush of getting, you know, my pants peed in. <laughs> no. Your
0: pants peed in. I don't no. like being scared. Oh. Nah, fair. Um fair. I, I don't blame you. I'd be I would look, I love it, but I would be apprehensive. I don't right like there. people jumping out at yeah. me at every freaking corner. Just looking at all these
1: creepy looking whatever they were, like sculptures and statues and whatnot, and I'm just it like...
0: Is so good. No! Basically, it's this 13th floor warehouse um, in somewhere in LA County, uh, this place called the Midnight Mortuary. Yeah. It's like a fear experiment they do because um, they were monitoring his heart rate yes. and certain other things while he was going through so they could see what kind of response he was having to it and and so they can like you know, study how people react in these situations and and all that kind of thing, which was really interesting, which is how they then explained about the love and the hate, sorry, the love and the fear thing. Yeah. Being the same. Um, but you had to like the ending of it when Jeff dressed up and went in the house himself.
1: <laughs> to scare okay, people. Okay, that... That was like that, that, that was a bit entertaining.
0: That was good because he had this funny look on his face the whole time. He like, didn't even have a mask or anything. He, he, he just had, ma-
1: had like a blanket or something. He had like this. one
0: well, had like this shredded blanket shawl thing yeah. on him that looked kind of freaky. But then it's just his face. Basically, <laughs> just going through there, you just see
1: Jeff Goldblum in a haunted house.
0: <laughs> I know, but he 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 did all right when they came in. He like genuinely jumped out at, at the people as they were going through. It was very amusing. Well, I couldn't get over that look on his face. He was just so happy to be there.
1: Yeah. He's like, now it's my turn to be yeah. scaring.
0: Because he got he got a bit scared when he was going through. He yeah. Could, you saw him jumping and reacting quite a bit.
1: Man, I'd be double, no, ten times worse with the the scares. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd just be like, I'd i be squealing to get out. Yeah. You'd be like
0: running through. Let me out, 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 let me out. In tears. Oh, no. No. No tears. No tears. I, I hate
1: that tension. I really do. Yeah. I just, I can't handle it. Fair enough. <laughs> so, if they did an experiment on me, me going through that, I'd pass out.
0: Yeah. Your readings would be off the charts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, the episode then ends with um, uh, the mask at the beginning of the episode that. Jeff picked, which was, uh, sort of like a Frankenstein's monster yeah. mask. And he had, he had them paint it green and ship it to him and he put it on and looked really good again. Yeah. Very realistic. And then he went to spooky kids, <laughs> which was funny. Very funny. Yeah. Um, Fulia, yeah, I'm guessing this was not your favorite episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to episode 1 with the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the puppies. Give me all the puppies. Give me all the puppies. <laughs> um, but um well, if this isn't your favorite, what was your favorite of the five?
1: Um, I do have to say I really did like Magic. Yeah. But I also like dance. Okay. I think those two were kind of like my favorites. They
0: were you two. Yeah. yeah. I think
1: dance more so than magic. But I, I mm, actually, I, I think they're kind of on par with each other. They're kind of tied for me. Yeah? I really, a tie. I, yeah, I really enjoyed both of them. You know, the, the science and factual aspect of finding out about the magic side of things. But then just, you know, seeing the enjoyment that people have when they dance and it's Mm -hmm. just and i know that feeling because i like to dance as well it's a lot of fun yeah same um
0: and you know it just makes you feel happy it does (laughs) there's nothing wrong with dancing no there's nothing bad about it well except for that one time in europe centuries ago where a group of people danced to death apparently oh yeah Yeah. no i wouldn't
1: do i wouldn't do it that much that's a bad
0: time no no (laughs) don't do that would 10 out of 10 would not recommend (laughs) how about you kendall what was your favorite me i'm again similar to you i can't choose yeah uh but i also really love the magic episodes um, yeah, really, really dug it quite a bit. Um, again, for all the reasons you've kind of said, like, I'm just drawn to that kind of stuff. Mm. It's all so very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I love the way they kind of merged the science side of it with the, the, you know, theatrical sort of side yeah. of it, you know, the, the tricks and what goes on behind the scenes a little bit. Um, yeah. And then you, of course, you know, m- mentioning the, the wicker on top of that. Uh, it was really interesting, so I really loved that episode quite a bit. Uh, and then, yeah, and then of course the monsters episode is yeah. my my other of one. Of course it was gonna be. Of course it was gonna be. Fully <laughs> his least favorite episode, my favorite <laughs> or equal favorite. Um, yeah, I yeah I adored it. You know, just um, yeah, it's it was it was kind of interesting to kind of not well, not learn because it's not entirely not obvious, but like the fact that why we. had you know, why so many people are drawn to monsters and why we kind of, you know, hold monsters, especially in horror, in this kind of regard sort of thing is just because they give us the same feeling of like, you know, there's this feeling of love and there's this feeling of fear and the same kind of rush you get from yeah. watching them, you know, scare people and stuff or, you know, attack people or whatever. It's just yeah, you get this. Kind of feeling that's kind of you know cool I guess in a way I can't really find the right word for it but you, I yeah I now kind of understand a bit better why you know humanity is kind of joined to that thing that kind of stuff and it's probably why I'm so interested in you know the supernatural um, like in just in terms of the entertainment I watch yeah supernatural and sci-fi stuff I feel like it's got has to do with with that kind of thing yeah I reckon. so I yeah I loved it and then just to see Phil Tippett in his element was (laughs) was great being such a fan of jurassic park myself and um yeah and a lot of you know just how good practical effects are and can be and the fact that a lot of jurassic park still holds up today after almost 30 years yeah is is crazy to me you know and so much cgi just dates like that now yeah which is a shame but um but yeah he's an artist of, the gen- of our generation I think mm-hmm. so that was really cool so I <laughs> loved it and the haunted house is fun <laughs> I'd do it I
1: know you would <laughs> and I'd watch you from the cameras you would
0: <laughs> you would laugh your ass off while things jump out and try and grab me <laughs> and chase me down a corridor Not Too much. yeah <laughs> Nice. All right. I think that might do it. Hey? Yeah. 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 The world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Season two. Woo. Hopefully it's season two part one and they do more episodes. Yes.
1: I hope so too. Um, now that, you know, things are slowly opening up, uh, especially in America. Yeah. Um, they can do a few more extra episodes, hopefully, even if it is like, you know, another three, maybe four. I don't know. Even if they go up to like ten, I'd be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice round number. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> well, uh, what's coming up in the next month for you, Folio?
1: A lot of busyness. Yeah. A lot of hardcore busyness and work. Yes. So next month you'll probably not hear from us because we'll be dead. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I will be undead. Undead.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, look, yeah. So Black Friday sales are coming up. Um,
0: and then... Pray for us. Yeah. Uh, and then Christmas. And then Christmas. It's that time of year. It is. Bring out your buble. It's the most... Wonderful time of the year. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is. No. <laughs> yes. My shopping center's already got Christmas decorations yeah. up. Oh, yeah, so's mine. <laughs> it's November, what are you doing? It's not in December yet, come on. Slow your roll. Wait. <laughs> the 1st of December
1: that's when you put the decorations up yes
0: December 1 yeah. that's when you start your Christmas carol start your decos <laughs> um,
1: too early Yeah, um, but yeah hopefully uh, in the next month uh, I might see a few extra movies good um, you know um, going to continue doing all of the streamies and yes, um, yeah, you know, catching up with people and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. we're just going to keep doing that great how about you, Kendall?
0: Similar, pretty much the exact same, except I won't be streaming. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work. You know, we work for the same company, so, mm-hmm. um, which is very fortunate. And um, yeah, just lots of lots of work. So be kind to your retail worker, please. Yes. Over the next six weeks, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a tough time, um, but I do love my job. I will. I will adamantly say that I do love my job. Um, But yeah, so that's going to be tiring uh, and fun. Um, And then yeah, obviously more movies. I already got plans with Christina this week to go. Hi, Christina. Christina. To go see last night in Soho, Mm -hmm. which I'm excited about very much because this is Edgar Wright's new movie. Mm. Um, Yeah, it looks amazing. Nice. Looks amazing. Uh, so that's coming, and uh, and yeah, and then Venom two, I think, will be soon. I think it's coming out next week, so that'll that'll be great. And then, yeah, probably by the time we meet again for another recording, maybe depending on the timing, we will have seen Spider Man No Way Home. Oof, <laughs> that comes out in a month from today. Oof, yeah, dude. I know. Uh, for my trailer reaction, go to youtube.com <laughs> forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. <laughs> Hashtag shameless plug. Um, wow, well, speaking of <laughs> plugs, maybe it's time. to plug some, You want to plug some things? No. We don't really do that on this show. <laughs> no, no. No, no? The outro. The outro. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it's that time, isn't it? Yes. I, wa- I mean, I don't think I was done talking, but anyway. If you've got something else to add. Go on. I kinda, I don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, more movies, Spider-Man. Yeah, and fun times ahead. Yes. I guess I'm, I'm pretty much done. Okay. Feel free to keep that in if you want. <laughs> <laughs> See if the mood strikes you. Um, yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And, and that's a, a wrap, wrap on this, on this monthly. monthly.
1: <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content.
0: If you like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.
1: If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions.
0: Yes! Yes, yes, yes. That was a full year.
1: That was a Kindle. And,
0: and you, you just, just experienced, experienced the monthly ad at Winifreds. Yes. Woo! Woo! Thank you again very much for listening. Thank you, thank you. I thank hope you. you all have a lovely month. Have a great month. Stay safe. Be smart. Do fun things.
1: Yes, and don't spend all your money on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to.
0: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to treat ourselves for working hard, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And go get your Christmas shopping done because I haven't started yet neither have I <laughs> that's what Black Friday is hey that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christmas presents for myself on Black Friday oh, yeah okay. <laughs> we'll see if I find something for people yes we'll see I'll try <laughs> try alright uh yeah until next time bye bye, bye.